Hello, everyone. This is Anthony Blackman back yet again with another G.O.D., the gem of the day, your favorite podcast. First and foremost, and as always, I want to thank you for listening. And if you like, subscribe and share with a friend. You can also check me out at Anthony Blackman at YouTube or type in gem of the day in the search bar. Today is day three of the review. Day three. (laughs) Before we get into it, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you humbly thanking you for your word that goes forth and prospers in which the thing was sent. And we thank you in all these things. In Jesus' name, amen. With that being said, day three of the review is actually going to be found in Exodus chapter 32. Before we get into it, here's a little backstory. Israelite people were actually led through the wilderness by Moses. God came to Moses and asked him to lead the people from bondage and slavery of the Egyptian people. They've been there for years upon years upon years. You know, they're crying out to God. So he sent Moses. Moses was a little reluctant. He did not want to do it. God's like, I will be with you. I will help you, you know. And sure enough, he went and, you know, freed the people. It wasn't easy by any means. They went through a lot of bumps and bruises and growing pains. And God was showing himself time and time again, you know, basically revealing himself and giving them proof of how real he is and how much he loved them. Uh, Prime example, the Red Sea. They walked through on dry ground why the Egyptian army was swallowed up whole. Uh, manna, bread from heaven, you know, bread, re- literally raining bread. Quails landing in their, you know, campsites day in and day out. Water from a rock. I mean, he was just completely, you know, revealing himself and showing himself true. And one of the things that they actually um, got when they were leaving Egypt was they plundered the Egyptians. The people were just giving them all kind of jewelry and whatever they had to get them to leave as fast as possible. So Exodus 32, Moses is actually on the mountain with God for 40 days. The people are getting a little restless. And this is after all the things God's done for them, right? So they take all this jewelry and they put it all together and they mold this golden calf, this image. They start worshiping and bowing down to. Now, with that being said, God was livid. He was very upset about this because after everything he's done, everything he's shown them, and now they're worshiping this other guy that they actually made out of something they were blessed with when they were leaving their bondage and slavery. Didn't make sense. So this is Exodus 32, verse 9. It says, The Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, and indeed it is a stiff-necked people. Now, therefore, let me alone, let my wrath burn hot against them. I may consume them, and I will make of you a great nation. I'm going to stop right there because this next part of the verse is a prime example of when it doesn't line up with the word of the Lord, we have to stop and assess it and be like, wait a minute now. Oh, look, this is not what God said. All right. This is not what the word of the Lord says. This is not what God says. I, I we It's it's contrary. So it's not right. And it even comes to the point to where we have to say this in our prayer, like if our life or what we're seeing doesn't line up. That's why it says walk by faith, not by sight. We have to have faith in what the word of the Lord says. Remind God, hey, I know what I'm seeing, but I know what you said. So let's get it to come to pass. I say this every day in the prayer. It shall prosper in what you think it was sent. It goes forth and it prospers. If God said it, if it's written, we can trust in it, right? So he was saying to Moses that, you know, my wrath is burned too hot. These guys basically are tripping. I'll say it. I'll say that. He says, they, you know, they're going against the grain. They're going against me. I've showed them everything. I'm upset with them. I'm going to make you a great nation. These rest of the guys, they got to go. Moses is like, wait a minute. Now, that's not what you said. This is what he's saying in verse 11. 
Moses pleaded with the Lord, his God, and said, Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians speak and say he had brought them out, of the, out to harm them, to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? I'm going to stop there for one second because the Egyptians were the enemy, right? And why, why would the enemy, uh, just say you in general, and you're trying to walk right with God, you're trying to do the right things, and everything just keeps, you know, going wrong. And you're, you're professing these things, professing the word of the Lord, and it's just nothing's happening, right? And the enemy just keeps telling you, you're wasting your time. You, you know, you're doing this for nothing. Why are you looking out for a God? Why are you following a God who doesn't provide or ain't looking out for you or it's not real or it's fake or, you know, why, why, why? You know, the enemy's just continually, you know, questioning or, you know, putting you down for your faith, right? You got to say, all right, God, hold on a minute now. <laughs> I've been doing this and it's not lining up with your word. And now you said, now that's where that comes in. You got to say, all right, now, God, you said, and in your word, it says, and I don't see it coming to pass. Now, this is what you said. Now, I trust and believe in what you said, right? All right. That is the purpose, and that is the point of what I'm trying to get at right now. This is what Moses is reminding them. Hey, Lord, wait a minute. This is what you said. All right, now it's saying, this is still verse 12. Turn your fierce wrath and relent from the harm to your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants to whom you swore by your own self. I like how he says that. You swore by your own self. Like, I mean, God sweared, literally swore to God. Like, I swear on myself. <laughs> You know, a lot of people, I put that on my mama. Like, don't do that. You know, God is saying, I put it on myself. Now, we're not supposed to swear to God, but God says, I swear to God. And when his, his word is true, right? He says, and he said to them, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven. Now, how are you going to do that if you wipe them out, God? How are you going to multiply the descendants if you're wiping them out? He says, and all this land I have spoken, I will give to your descendants. How are you going to give them this land if you're going to wipe them out? He says, and they shall inherit it forever. Okay. So he's reminding God, all right, now this is contrary to what you said, so you can't do that. All right. When it comes to your life and your walk with God and you're not seeing, you know, God's word come to pass, you got to be like, wait a minute, Lord, I come to you in prayer. And I remember what your word says. I'm trusting in what you're saying according to my life, my walk with you. And I don't see it coming to pass. So this is what you said now. So this is the formula. This is the prime example of what to lean on. And what to trust in and how to remind God, not that he doesn't know, but he wants you to, you know, come forth and profess his word and say, I know what it says and I know what you said. So let's get it. <laughs> With that being said, the gem of the day, G-O-D, God bless.